That's some good worship songs right there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you to my wife and my daughter for leading us in worship. Thank you to Sister Christine as well for leading us in those two songs. Amen. I believe if a person has a heart for labor, I believe we ought to put them to work. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me, please, to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to continue going through the armor of God. And this tonight we're going to study the third piece of the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. In verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the armor that you have given us, Lord, to protect us, and that way we will be able to withstand in the evil days, to stand firm in our faith. And God, I pray that you anoint me tonight, that I may teach your word tonight, and it, it may go and bless the hearts and the spirit of the ones that are here tonight, God, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians chapter 6, we're looking tonight at the third piece of armor, which is the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have looked at the belt of truth, and we kind of looked at that one as, I don't really see a significant reason why the belt is such a uh, significant piece for the armor, but we dive into it a little deeper, and We've seen through studying of the scriptures that the belt was what held everything tightly together. It is the word of God that holds all of us tightly together. And we uh, study the fact that the soldiers wore uh, long tunics or, or it's like a long shirt. And when they wasn't doing any extreme or any kind of competition or work or anything like that, they kind of let their tunics real loose to where they were comfortable. And when they were ready to plow the field or uh, to get uh, down and dirty with work or competitions or even in battle, that's when they would put the belt on. The belt was the first thing they put on because it held everything together. And when we first started this lesson, that we talked about how Paul did not just give us just a list of just pieces of armor and saying pretty much here is what you need. Make sure you get it all put on and cover all of yourselves. Paul gives a very specific detail of the pieces of armor and not only does he give them 
uh, a specific detailed list, but he gives them an order to be put in order. Now, I understood that more so when I got to the breastplate of righteousness because the belt of truth is what held on the breastplate and, and caused it to tightly fit against the uh, front part of the soldier. And then we dived into the, the breastplate of righteousness and, and we talked about uh, two or three different designs of the breastplate and we uh, talked about how it fit firmly and real tightly against the body of the soldier and, and what it would do, it would protect their vital organs from the sword or from... Um, uh, arrows that are being shot at, and it will protect their vital organ, which was like their heart. And so we looked at it from a natural standpoint, and then we kind of broke it down into the spiritual standpoint. Our breastplate of righteousness covers our heart spiritually, and when we are in the righteousness of God, when we are in the right standing with God, we are protected. When we know that our righteousness is girded about along with the belt of truth, and the truth holds place, the righteousness of God in our lives, as long as we have the word in our life, it holds us together and it's the word that helps keep our righteousness and the right standing with God it's hard to or I wouldn't even say hard I would say it's impossible it's impossible to have the righteousness of God without the word you can't have one and not the other because it's the word of God that keeps us in the righteousness of God we can't be in right standing with God without the word of God which is the belt of truth Tightly. And I remember, if you remember back when I was preaching on the Belt of Truth, I was talking about, have you ever seen these, these people walking around in public and they've got belts on with their pants about to fall down? Uh-huh. Again, that's a whole other sermon. I'll get to that later. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is simply this, is that that is like a lot of Christians today. They've got just enough of that belt on to keep, uh, to keep going and keep walking without it completely falling off. Is like saying, I've got enough, I've got just enough of this word in me. I got just enough of this belt of truth in me just to keep me going just for a little longer. But it said, gird yourself. It said, gird yourself. I mean, get that belt, you put it tightly against your body, and you, you strap on tight and get that word strapped on tight because that's that word that's going to hold again your righteousness and, and right standing with God. And so tonight we're going to look at. Uh, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, the gospel of peace. And so the Roman battle shoes, their footwear, it was a, a type of uh, textured uh, soles, and it was, it was made out of this breathable material. And so the, uh, the feet uh, footwear was designed to keep the soldiers... Uh, being able to travel at long distances with little to no pain. And they had on the bottom of their shoes, I wish I had some way to show you an image of what I'm talking about because I'm very visual. I like to see what people are talking about. And you can tell me all day until I see it, I won't, I won't get it. And, uh, and, and the shoes, on the bottom of the shoes, they kind of remind me of cleats. They had spikes on the bottom of the shoes. And what that was designed for, it was designed to help the soldier to uh, better uh, sustain their stability and their, and their, and their standing in, um, in... It helps them grip. Thank you. 
and have some grip in when they are going through rough lands or rough areas and they don't slip and they don't fall and it helps them to stand. And so again, when we are in our, so that's natural, let's get into the spiritual real quick. And so when we are not gripping in our rough times, when we are not able to stand within our rough times and we don't have good grips on our shoes, what does that do? It slows us down. It, it slows us down. And, we'll, and how many of y'all, I'm going to step on the lady's side tonight. Y'all help me out. Anybody wearing us to love heels? Mm-hmm. Okay, one. I didn't think nobody wore Yeah. All right, so you got heels on. And so you begin to walk all day, run shopping, and maybe go in church, or it just may be an uncomfortable pair. And as soon as you get home, you sit down on the couch, and you throw that leg up, you take that high heel off, and you throw it and say, thank the Lord and thanks for and so, because they was not actually designed for comfort, they were designed for looks. So, again, when you have the soldiers, if they had shoes on that were not uh, uh, designed for comfort in order to keep their ability stable to keep going, it was going to hold them back, and it was going to keep them back, and the soldier enemy was going to be able to come after them and catch them because they are not able to make progress. And so that is what we ought to do today. We ought to shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel, and that way we may go out into all the lands, into all the areas, and share the good news of Jesus Christ, and share the peace and the love and the joy of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are to shod our feet with the preparation and be able to go outside these four walls and become the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and understand and know that you are in four walls, today. You are in a building. You are at a facility today. This is just our meeting place. This is just our meeting grounds. This is not the church. This is not the church. We are the church. In order to be the church, in order to be a church, and to be a living, the church is a living organism. This is just materialistic. This is just walls and floor. But the church is a living organism of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is the outreach. The church is the one that goes out and finds the hunger and finds the press and finds the ones that have been kicked down and left for, left alone. The church is the one that goes out and brings back the lost souls. The church is the one that goes out and lays hands on the sick that they may recover. The, the church is the one that goes and, and becomes a shoulder for that crying, that crying soul. The church is the one that should shine their feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and share the good news of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. That, my friend, is what the armor of God is supposed to do. To help you withstand in the evil days. Right. And win the lost souls. Do you have a heart for souls anymore? Do you cry when you pray to God and say, Lord, save the lost soul. I don't even know who they are, but don't let them go to hell. I believe some of the churches even gave up on their lost family. They said, I've done prayed for that boy. I've done prayed. I've done prayed for that boy. And and he's he's just not doing right. He's he's still on drugs. He's still stealing. He's still doing all these things. I've done praying. I've done praying. I've prayed. Lord, here's here's where I think a lot of us miss the boat. We get to the place where we're we're fed up. Mm -hmm. We're tired. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened. Don't stop praying. Don't. Stop 
Pray. And when we get tired of praying, this is what we use a lot of times. Lord, I give into your hands. That's what saying, Lord, I'm failed with it. You build with it. And sometimes God may be prolonging a miracle just to get you to pray more. Amen. Today, it's like pray once, twice, third time, it's charm, it's God's. And I pray twice, third time, it's his. But see, again, God has a way of strengthening our armor mm -hmm. and, to, and, to, and to make it stronger and to make it shine. And he's the one that it makes sure that our feet are prepped with the preparation of the gospel by allowing things certain ways to happen in our life to get us to draw more closer to him. Yeah. Don't stop praying. Don't stop. You continue sharing that gospel. You continue going out and, and share the gospel of peace and, and, and win lost souls. And you may, somebody may say, well, I will, I will share the gospel. I will, I will go out to all the nations. Like the book of Acts says, go into all nations and preach the gospel. I'm, I'm called into the missionary fields. God's called me into other countries and, and uh, different different places and, and to win lost souls, have crusades and all that. And that's all great and that's all fine. I'm not questioning the fact that God placed that on your heart. You may be called into missionary work. You may be called into other countries. Praise God, I'm not questioning God. But the one thing I'm questioning is this one thing. How can you go into all the nations and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? How can you go into other countries and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ when you came to preach the gospel to your neighbor? How can we preach the gospel? How can we sh uh, show our feet with the preparation of the gospel if we don't even help our neighbor? And be there for our neighbors, show love, and to show the gospel, and to show the peace of God. How can we go forth if we can't even love our neighbors? So tonight, what are the shoes of the gospel of peace in the Bible? Again, this footwear that the soldiers wore was to help them stand in all different types of uh, ground. They entered into a lot of uncertain ground. They entered into a place of a lot of uncertainty. So they needed something along their feet to make sure they don't slip, they don't fall, they don't lose traction. And see, another thing is it's also to help them from when uh, they come across debris. And, and so it helps them to keep from being tripped and, and to keep from falling. The same thing, if we look at that spiritually, from the natural down to the spiritually, if we have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, it keeps us from being tripped over, to fall over debris set by the enemy. Talking about family feud. I'm not talking about Steve Harvey. I'm talking about family feud amongst yourselves and in your in your own home and between you and your spouse, or it may be between you and your parents. It may be between you and your children, and you have a feud, and in that 
right there will cause you to want to step back and want to trip and want to fall. It may be in your job place. It may be a job insecurity. It may be a time that you think your business or your company, your corporation, whatever it may be, y'all might be shutting down. And now you're scared and you're worried that you're going to be on the streets. You're not going to be able to pay your bills. So therefore, you, you, you stumble. You begin to stumble across that. Well, it may be something, the fact that uh, things that you don't understand, it may be a friend that betrayed you and a friend that may have turned on you and, and, and talked about you and put you down. It can be anything that the enemy places before you to try to trip you, to make you fall, to try to make you uh, uh, and fall into traps. But if, again, if we got the, our proper footwear on and our proper feet shot with the preparation of the gospel, we will be able to grip over those things and to step over those things and say, not today, Satan. You ain't set this up before me. This is not going to become a stumbling block. This is not going to be caused to make me fall. I've got my feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. Anything that you throw against me, anything that you try to use against me, I'm just going to step right over it and I'm going to use everything that you had to trip and make me fall, I'm going to take and use as my stepping stones because they are going to draw me closer to the Lord because I am girded about with truth. I've got my breastplate of righteousness on. I've got my feet shoved with the preparation. I am I'm suited and I'm armored by God. With the preparation of the gospel. The shoes of Peace is what helps us to stand our ground and to stand firm during times of uncertainty. When Paul is trying to say in verse 15, or to fit our feet with the gospel of peace. When we feel that we're on the battlefield and it's all around us, we're supposed to, we're not supposed to be afraid. And because we are carrying us with the good news and the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That, my friends, is what keeps us going. Is the gospel knowing the fact that Jesus Christ died and he rose again. So what are the shoes of the gospel of peace? Secondly, how should we use the shoes of the gospel of peace? Again, the Roman footwear was again designed to keep them going and to keep them pursuing and to get them to be able to uh, go in long distance and not be able to cause pain, the minimum pain, and so they don't uh, hold back and don't um, and get caught by the enemy. And since the soldiers had to walk great distance, their shoes had to conquer rough grounds. And so, again, all of you know that I work for Frito-Lay. And so I'm at two Walmarts every day. And when I'm in those stores, I walk all day long and I think one time I had my phone set up to where it would tell me how many uh, steps I took and how many miles I walked and I couldn't believe the amount of the uh, number of miles actually that I walked and what I've noticed is some days my feet literally hurt from being on concrete all day long and I've had some really, really good shoes, some good supporting shoes, but still, even and it's like my feet were just just hurting so bad. And now I got to where my back to start hurting, and it's because it's being on concrete. And so I begin to think about that, about about shoes, about being on concrete, and your feet and stuff. And I got to thinking when you're, and you probably been here as well, when your feet begin to hurt, 
Our soul, say if you're doing something, say if you're working or whatever, your feet are, are just hurt really bad, you get a busted headache, and you're, and what it does, you notice it takes your focus off of what you're doing. Uh-huh. Because you're thinking about the pain of your feet. You're thinking about the pain in your back or the busted migraine headache. You can't really focus on what you're doing because of the pain that you're in. So same thing with the Roman soldiers. They had their feet shod with the preparation or they had their shoes on and what that was supposed to do is to keep them going with little to no pain so that they don't lose focus of where they're going and what they're doing and they won't be captured by the enemy. Same thing when it comes to us as believers that when we have the preparation of the gospel applied properly it will cause us not to be in pain it will cause us to keep on our journey and to keep focus on our walk with Christ and to keep us going in the gospel and that way we won't be held up and we won't be hindered and we won't lose focus because we have the proper footwear on. Now we are to advance without hesitations. When we come together and we're supposed to spread the good news Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to advance without any hesitation. So what what causes us to hesitate? Fear will cause us to hesitate. Worry will cause us to hesitate. Doubt will cause us to hesitate and to keep from witnessing the gospel to others. Watching the news on TV will keep us from wanting to spread the gospel because it causes an open door of fear and worry to come into our hearts and into our lives. And we start seeing that the world is becoming darker and darker and it seems to become more of a gloom and doom type world. And we see all these things and the fear begins to settle in on us. And then when fear starts settling in, we don't go to the gospel for our strength. We don't go to prayer for our healing. We end up going to other things to try to get uh, some some type of relief. And we end up going to all the wrong places because we are not fully girded about with the armor of God. And see, we're even, we're our, we are living in the last days, perilous times. And it does not take, again, a theologian to see that. That we are living in the last days and perilous times. And I'm trying to explain that we ought to be girded with the armor of God. And also, not only are we ought to advance without hesitation, but we ought to walk together in all of this. We ought to gird ourselves and walk together. Meaning, if you look at an army... Roman army, even today's army, it, uh, however you want to look at it, they don't just show up on the scene, however. They are in formation. They are together. They are regimented. They are uh, put together in order. And see, the Romans, what they would do, they would do. Uh, they would come in formation. And what that would do to the enemy, it would cause them to look at um, the Roman soldiers and they would be... Um, they would be more, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Intimidated. They would be more intimidated because the Roman soldiers, by coming in formation, it caused them to look bigger than what they really are. And then what they would do by coming in formation, it becomes it makes them stronger, and then they will come and just plow into the enemy. That's why us as a church, we ought to stand in formation. We ought to stay, in another words, unified. And stay together because as long as we are together, we become stronger. 
And it's harder for the enemy to come and attack. So what does, what does Jesus say about peace? Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. The Bible says he is the Prince of Peace. If you need peace, where do you go? You go to the Prince of Peace. You call upon him and say, I'm in dire need of peace. I'm worrying. I'm fearful. I'm allowing my, my, guard, my armor to slip. My armor's beginning to rust. My armor is being put on crooked. It's not put on right. I need peace from you. In today's time, we go for, from everything for everything. For peace other than the one, one source we do need peace from. And this world may give us peace. But it's only temporary. It, it will not last. It will not allow us to endure until the end. Because the only true peace comes from the Prince of Peace. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you. That in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Again, we may find or think we have peace in this world, but according to Scripture, the world is nothing but tribulations and trials and battles. So again, the peace that we give is counterfeit peace. Jesus said, I've overcome that. So if you want peace, why don't we go to the one who's overcome all the things that's troubling our spirits and say, God, fill me with your peace. Matthew 11, 28 and 30. I'm getting ready to close. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Saying that if you feel like you're carrying a heavy load, and I'm sure we've all been there before, where it seems like our shoulders are just so weighted down and we can't hardly walk. But, but the Lord said, call upon me, all you that, that labor and heavy laden. And he said, I will give you rest. I will take that burden upon off of your shoulders. And see, what we think that we are mighty and strong through our own abilities and through our own power that we don't need the Lord to take off all of our burdens, all of our problems, and all of our uh, uh, things that causes us to fall and hold us back. We think, I don't need the Lord because what it is is pride. It's unsettled into our hearts. Our pride and our, our arrogance, our ego has done got big that we think it's bigger than God, that we don't need God. And we come to a pride thing where we can't call upon, like, for example, if I'm going through a problem or an a situation in my life, if I can't call Brother David and say, Brother, pray for me. I'm going through this. I don't know how I got there. I need you to help bind and agree with me and, and us come together in unity and rebuke and bind this thing together. Because I can't do it on my own. I know he'll be there for me. But when I look at him and say, I can't, I can't, I can't open up to him because of what I, I'm scared of what he may think of me. He, he, he won't look at me the same. 
He won't look at me as a pastor anymore because of what I've done and what I've said or what I've gone through. No. If he's a man of God and he lives his life according to this, if his feet are shod with preparation of God, if he's belt, if he's girded about with truth, if he's got the breastplate of righteousness, he will show forth the love of Christ. And he will grab a hold of me in my faults and in my failures and in my anger and says, come on, brother, I'm going to pick you up and we're going to overcome this through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what being armored is. And if I get my deliverance, he won't remember it. He will still show forth the love of Christ towards me. And we all should be. I'm going to tell you this one thing. I am the pastor of this church. But you know what else? I'm going to bust your bubble. I'm going to show you something that you didn't know about me. I'm human. Amen. I walk every day as a human being. I am still, I'm still in this flesh. I'm not made. I have not crossed over. I don't have my glorified body yet. I am still in the flesh. So therefore that tells me I still fight battles every single day. I still have to overcome this flesh. I still have to crucify like Paul said. I still have to die every single day. Amen. Right. I'm human. I'm human. But while I said all that simple say this. We are all human. We all fall. We all make our mistakes. But what I'm trying to share with you, if we will simply just do what Ephesians 6 says, if we will gird ourselves and put on the whole armor of God every day we wake up, before we ever even get out of our bedroom, we should gird ourselves with the armor of God before we ever leave our house. Because I'm telling you, it's going to take that one time, that one time, you're going to fall into a trap that you never saw coming. But if you will let the house girded about with the armor of God, you will be able to stand. Again, don't think you get to fight it. You don't. That was overcome by the cross. You are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And again, we are only just a couple weeks away from the election. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm not, I don't know how it's going to go. It may go in our favor. It may not. I don't know. I'm not going to get behind this pulpit and say, thus say, Lord, so-and-so will get it. I don't know. But I will do, I do know this. Whichever way it goes, the church has got to be ready. And it's got to be prepared for whichever way it may go. Again, if it goes to our favor, we're already ready. We are already ready. If it, and if it doesn't go our way, we're already girded. We're already ready. Either way it goes. Amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this Bible study tonight. I hope it blessed you. I hope it encouraged you. I hope it enlightened your knowledge on some things about the shodden of the feet with the preparation of gospel that you may not have um, ever seen that way. Or may, you may know uh, some things I don't know. But hey, that's why we have Bible study. That's why we grow together. And so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this time that you give us. Lord, dive into your word and, and to uh, increase our knowledge in your word of your armor. God, I pray, God, you just, again, expand our knowledge of your armor. That way we are prepared and we are protected and we are girded about 
That way we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil in these evil days. And God, I pray, God, you watch over us. Give your angels charge over us to watch over us and protect us and to keep us safe and bring us back Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. So, God, we come to give you praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.